D F S. It is Friday, September 9th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week one fan duel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Small. And Jared, we're ready for the second half of our Friday DFS shows. It is the FanDuel site, and the quarterbacks look probably most different among all the positions if you switch over from DraftKings to FanDuel in the Draft Sharks lineup generator. Cheap quarterbacks lead the way on the DK side, and that gen that, that tends to be the case throughout the season where the pricing is a little bit tougher and you need to squeeze out the savings. FanDuel this week, though, the top three guys in dollars per point, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, all 8K plus, and that's probably the group that I'm going to be picking my cash quarterback from. Yeah, quarterback pricing just always flatter on FanDuel. You know, the gap between the high end and the low end just isn't as big. And, you know, the, the lineup gender is not taking this into account, but I think pricing also tends to be softer on, on FanDuel, so you can, you know, it's easier to fit in guys you want to fit in. So it's, it's it makes more sense to pay up at quarterback. So same two guys for me on FanDuel, as I talked about on DraftKings, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson, $500 more. Um, so maybe you start with Jalen Hurts in that nice matchup against the the Lions, big implied total for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to have success through the air and on the ground, you know, largely with Hurts in this game. So you, you start with Jalen Hurts. If you can afford, you know, the extra 500 bucks with Lamar Jackson, I do slightly prefer him just straight up. Um, but again, I think they're both good values. Both guys give you big ceilings and and nice high floors for cash games. Yes, I agree. I like both of those guys. And the rushing points me in those directions over Justin Herbert, although there's certainly nothing wrong mm-hmm. with playing Justin Herbert. And all these guys have pretty clear stacking options. You know, it's not mandatory that you stack with a quarterback in a cash lineup, but it certainly makes things easier to take care of one pass catching position. Um, I do think, Jared, that if you're playing Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, it's even a little bit more viable to run either guy naked than it might be to do so with Justin Herbert. Yeah, especially in cash, even in tournaments, and you can play these Russian quarterbacks without a stacking partner. I don't usually do it, but it's it's you know it's possible to win that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray also in the mix, eighty two hundred. I don't think he quite matches Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, uh, especially yeah. for the matchup for me. And we don't care about the ownership really here, especially for cash. So um, and especially in head to heads versus like fifty fifties, larger field double ups. So um, not looking at those numbers at all in determining which quarterback to play in cash lineups, right? Correct. And I'm just off Kyler this week because his weapons are pretty depleted, right? I mean, we know there's no DeAndre Hopkins. It looks like Rondell Moore is not going to play. Zach Ertz, we'll see how he's listed on the final injury report. But I I don't expect a ceiling game from Kyler this week. And we will talk about how you might still be able to play the Cardinals as we get to another position here in a minute. On the GPP side, I mean, I'm still chasing the ceiling of the 8K guys that we already talked about. I think GPP, you're doing more different lineups, so I would mix and match and have exposure to all these guys. And Patrick Mahomes enters that mix as well. It looks like he's going to be higher owned, though, than Lamar Jackson. So I think I'm probably leaning more towards stacking Ravens than stacking Chiefs here. Yeah, Lamar Jackson at 7% projected own is very attractive. I'm definitely going to be playing him in tournaments. The Mahomes ownership projection surprises me a bit, just the fact that he is the highest-priced quarterback on this slate. Um, we saw him you know, regularly go behind Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and even Kyler Murray sometimes in fantasy drafts. So I'd be I'd be a little surprised if Mahomes comes in higher owned than you know Lamar Jackson especially. Um, I, I think I'm going to play some Mahomes own, just hope he comes in a bit lower. You know, the Chiefs – kind of surprisingly easily have the highest implied total 
on for the entire week and definitely on the main slate. They're like a point and a half ahead of the second highest team, which is the Chargers. Um, so, you know, Vegas expects the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill, to put up a bunch of points this week. And if they do, you know, there's a good chance Mahomes is a big part of that. We talked about not bothering to double stack with the running quarterbacks. Mahomes can run, but he's a lot less of a running quarterback than Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. So I think if you're playing Mahomes in a tournament, you're almost Mm -hmm. definitely putting Travis Kelsey with him. Are you also putting a wide receiver with him? Yeah, I would tend to double stack Mahomes because of the price he's at. Like if you're playing a quarterback price that highly, you need him to put up, you know, 30 points to pay off. And if he does that, He's likely going to have, you know, two big games from, you know, from two of his pass catchers. Do you have a favorite that you're playing in those Mahomes lineups? It's, it's Juju for me. I know you probably don't love it, but I think Juju is the, the best bet to lead the wide receivers and targets this week. I didn't even check the pricing <laughs> on him versus uh, MVS this week. So 5,200 for Juju. MVS checks in at 4,700. That's DraftKings you're looking at. It's uh, oh, yeah. Juju 64. And MBS 55. Oh, oh, so even a little bit bigger gap between them. I see what I like about MBS is the downfield ability over Juju. So I would probably lean that way, but it's not a strong lean because we're all just guessing as to who yeah. uh, gets the targets among these guys. And I mean, maybe McCole Hardman comes in as the lowest owned guy and, you know, winds up blowing up the play just because of that. Hardman 5,400. It's about the same price as MBS. And Hardman and MBS will be much lower owned than Juju. Um, so if you're in a big tournament like the Millie maker, I, I would lean towards MBS. I, I tend to now play like the smaller field, you know, mm-hmm. thousand entry, 2000 entry tournaments. So there I'm a bit less worried about ownership. So I, I, again, that's why I lean towards Juju, but in the, in the massive tournaments, I think MBS makes a lot of sense at the cheaper price and, and lower owned. And for what it's worth, since we're talking about ownerships right now, you know, we talked about Mahomes being high relative to other quarterbacks, but none of the quarterbacks is really yeah. set for, high enough ownership that it should push him out of your plans if you want to play him, I would say. For sure. Agreed. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 1%, by the way, at 7K, if you don't want to pay up for the top-priced quarterbacks. Not sure how much I'm going to actually do that, but 1% for him and affordable prices for Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram here. Yeah, I'll throw out Matt Ryan again, I think, uh, with the high implied total for the Colts. If, you know, those touchdowns come via the pass, Ryan could could surprise. And he's not going to go for 30, but if he gives you 24, that, that could be enough. Running back, Derrick Henry, 9700 bucks. He's likely to be either the highest or second highest owned running back. Jonathan Taylor's up there as well. Jared, does that matter on cash? Are you changing anything for Derrick Henry, either because of that price tag or because of ownership? Um, not because of ownership. I do think these elite running backs are priced up more on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings. So I'm actually more likely to play at least like Christian McCaffrey on DraftKings than I am to play one of these elite running backs, um, especially in cash games on FanDuel. Derrick Henry is definitely going to be in the mix. You know, I'll do a little bit more lineup building before seeing if I'm staying on him at 9,700, but I mean, he could have an absolute monster game against the Giants. Certainly if you're playing a head to head, you know, I guess it's more possible to win without that monster game. But if you're facing Derrick Henry in a monster game, it's going to be tough to to pull yeah. away in that matchup. Yeah, um, it's always scary to be fading Derrick Henry, which I tend to do often. I'll probably end up doing it again this week, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, Sa- Saquon Barkley is still my starting point on FanDuel. I know you talked about I do think he's a better play on DraftKings with a full PPR. But to me, 6800 bucks for a guy who, you know, I, I still, you know, Five catches still helps on FanDuel. You know, it's half PPR, um, and I think you're going to get, you know, 15 to 18 carries out of Saquon. Um, you know, we've heard the O-line was 
good, especially in run blocking in camp. Um, I'm still super optimistic about Saquon. I, I think this could very likely be the cheapest that Barkley is all, all season. I'm optimistic about, about Barkley, but I also don't know about the Giants' chances of finding the end zone. And if he doesn't score a <laughs> touchdown, then he's going to need to catch 10 passes for it to really make up for it on FanDuel. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and really, uh, looking around the top of the FanDuel dollars per point projections, I don't see mm-hmm. a whole lot of cash-friendly guys. Like, we talked about Barkley. We talked about Najee Harris on the DraftKings side. I think just like with Barkley, Najee Harris is less attractive on FanDuel than he is on DK, where we don't get full credit for the receptions. Yeah. I guess I like uh, – I, I don't know. They both have pretty – decent matchups on the defensive side. Like the Titans aren't a scary defense. It's more a worry about the giants offense, kind of similar with Pittsburgh. The the Bengals aren't good on defense. Maybe they'll be better than last year. Um, But it's a question of how good the Steelers offense is. I guess I probably believe in the Steelers offense more than the giants offense heading into the season. We'll see whether that's right or wrong. I hope it's wrong because I still have a lot of investment in the Giants. But um, yeah, and, and on FanDuel, Najee is not underpriced to me on FanDuel like he is on DraftKings. 8200 for Najee, that's a fair price. It's not a you know, price I'm jumping all over myself to get him. You know, I'd rather play James Conner and Aaron Jones, who are, you know, Conner's 500 cheaper, Aaron Jones 800 cheaper. I'm more likely to play Damian Pierce on FanDuel than I am on DraftKings. He's cheap here too. He's 5400 bucks. Again, it's half PPR, so his, you know, potential lack of pass catching usage is, is less of a concern on FanDuel. I also agree with James Conner being in the mix in both cash and tournament lineup, 7,700 bucks. Dalvin cook, I think is also attractive as a top tier running back. Who's not as top tier priced as Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, 8,400. So he's just $200 more than Najee Harris. I think Dalvin cook is more attractive than uh, Najee Harris in that price range. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially for, ter- for tournaments, I like Dalvin Cook. Um, 115 total yards in a score in his first game against the, the Packers last season. The second game was that Sean Mannion debacle where, you know, Cook was game scripted out of it. But um, yeah, I do think Cook's healthy. I think they're going to you know lean on him for as long as he's healthy. And Nick Chubb at 7,800 bucks is somebody to not forget, I think. He's always it's not comfy to put him in a cash lineup and it might not generally be a good idea, but this Browns team this week with Jacoby Brissett as the week one starter and against the Panthers team that I don't think is going to run up the score. You know, we'll see, maybe I'm underestimating them, but I think we should get plenty of Nick Chubb carries this week, probably still just a GPP play until we see exactly how the backfield gets split between him and Kareem Hunt, especially because Kareem Hunt does factor in near the goal line and not just between the twenties. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that's what hurts Chubb, you know, especially on, on FanDuel. We're looking for the touchdowns, the fact that he doesn't dominate those goal line looks. So Chubb would be tournament only for me. Um, I'm going to consider Eli Mitchell in tournaments as well. 6700 bucks. You know, this is the place you want to play him on FanDuel where it's only half PPR. Um, we haven't projected to just 2% owned. Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell, he had the hamstring thing in August, but he's healthy now. He's not on the injury report right now. Um, and, and last year when Elijah Mitchell was healthy, like they gave him the ball, he had 17 plus carries in nine of his 11 games last season. Again, this should be a super run heavy game plan from the Niners uh, with no George Kittle in a game. They should still control against the Bears. So you could, you know, you could pretty easily get 18, 20 carries out of Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we already mentioned James Conner, but the ceiling is high. The ownership is probably going to be lower than it should be. So he's yep. certainly going to be in my GPP plans. Najee Harris, I think, more interesting as a GPP play because of that 8200 bucks, but not really going to be a spotlight player, uh, especially nearly as much as James Conner. Wide receiver, 
there are lots of nice options on FanDuel in the 6K range this week, mm-hmm. and they can help with those expensive running backs and the expensive quarterback that we talked about before and the tight ends that we kind of hit on already. But we've got Rashad Bateman at 6,100, Mike Williams at 66, Adam Thielen at 61, DJ Moore at 64, Brandon Cooks at 66, even Christian Kirk at 5,800, I think, is cash viable depending on how much savings you need because he looks like the best bet to be a pretty clear number one wide out for the Jaguars. Yeah, I like those guys. Bateman and Mike Williams are top two wide receivers in dollars per point. Mike Williams is the same price on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings, which you don't see very often. He's a, even a better play on FanDuel because he's you know less of a volume guy, more of a big play touchdown guy. So I, lo- I love Bateman and Mike Williams. Um, DJ Moore is the other guy I'm leaning towards right now, 6,400 bucks. Um, you know, not an ideal matchup against the Browns. The Browns did just place Greedy Williams on IR though, one of their starting corners. So that helps Moore's matchup, but really he's just a volume play, you know, good bet for H10 targets for 6,400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Greedy Williams should be their third corner uh, this year. So I, yeah, I agree with the the picks in that range. I think DJ Moore is probably a better play than he feels like, you know, he just kind of gets lost in the mix because nobody's excited yeah. about the Panthers passing game, but 6,400, a clear number one wide out. And if Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield could be the best quarterback. He probably should be the best quarterback that DJ Moore yeah. will have played with in his still young career. So, you know, we might be about to hit a breakout season for DJ Moore. He's scoring at least five touchdowns this year. <laughs> yeah, a huge year. <laughs> By the way, before we get too far away from the running backs, I just saw that J.K. Dobbins is questionable for week one. So we've been kind of treating him lately like he's not going to play, you know, still might not. But at least there's a chance. Yeah, I'd rather have him be out. So people play Mike Davis and Kenny and Drake, because I, you know, I, don't, I don't mind anything to do with that backfield, regardless of if Dobbins plays or not. I agree. GPP side, Elijah Moore at 6K, Darnell Mooney at 6,200. They enter that mix with the other guys I mentioned. I think that they're, you know, lower floor plays than the wide receivers that I mentioned for cash. But when we get to the GPP side, I think these two have just as much upside as most of the wideouts over there. And especially because they could both be, they, they could both wind up being dominant number one targets for their quarterbacks this week. Who are the two guys, Elijah Moore and who's the other one? Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney for the Bears. Mooney, okay. Yeah, yeah th- those are those guys are in play. Uh, I mentioned Bateman again just because he's 8% owned only. Again, he's our second best dollars per point value coming in, just 8% owned. So I really like Bateman in tournaments as well. Um, we haven't talked about Hollywood Brown on either of these shows yet. I mean, he's not going to be low owned. We have him at 15% on FanDuel. I, I still think he's worth considering at 6900 bucks, just because, again, all these injuries on the Cardinals side should be a high-scoring game against the Chiefs. The Cardinals probably going to be playing from behind. They're probably going to be playing catch-up like, you know, Marquise Brown could get 12 targets in this game. I would not be surprised. I, I do think he's worth considering. Again, you, know, you don't want to play Marquise Brown alongside a bunch of other chalky guys, but if you can mix in a low-owned guy or two, I think you can you can definitely still play Marquise Brown. Um, last guy on my list there, Brandon Cooks, another guy we haven't talked about yet. Um, just 6,600 bucks on DraftKings. I think we both expect him to still be the clear, you know, top guy in this passing game. The line says the Texans should be playing from behind. You know, maybe they have to throw it 40 times. You can get, you know, 10 to 12 cooks targets in that case. At tight end, Jared, on FanDuel, everybody's either going to be playing Kyle Pitts at 6K or Travis Kelsey at 8K, right? Yeah, it's me. It's Pitts pretty easily. Like, I'm going to take the $2,000 savings, um, especially with Drake London either out or limited. Like, you know, and the matchup's not, not good against the Saints, but if you give me eight plus Kyle Pitts targets for, for 6,000 bucks. I'm, I'm just going to play that in cash. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate that he's probably going to get the number one corner for the Saints. But if you're getting a bunch of targets, then it's you know worth chasing. And we'll see what happens. Probably not on the GPP side for me because of the high ownership and the chance that he could have 10 targets and catch three of them. But, uh, you know, he's in the mix. Uh, we do have Dallas Goddard close to those guys in projected ownership. He's 5,700. So just 300 cheaper than Kyle Pitts, probably enough upside that he will pull some of that ownership away. I think in mm. cash games, it's Pitts, Goddard, and also TJ Hawkinson in the mix. You know, just all fairly safe bets for targets and production. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I think I, I like the fact that Goddard's priced so closely to Pitts for tournaments, at least. I think that, you know, it's going to make Goddard lower owned on FanDuel here than, you know, he will be on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. GPP, I wonder, is Mark Andrews like the spotlight play over Travis Kelsey and maybe that pushes you toward more Lamar Jackson than chiefs here, because we've got a hundred dollars less in salary for Andrews. You mentioned he's more expensive than Kelsey on DK this week. He's projected for less than half of Kelsey's ownership. Lamar Jackson's projected well below Patrick Mahomes in FanDuel ownership. You know, we'll see about JK Dobbins, like I said, but it's looking like it's Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake. So we could get a good bit of, Baltimore passing. I feel like this Baltimore stack is kind of at the center of my tournament plans here. Me too. If this ownership holds, I'm hoping it does, but uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, a shot Bateman. I'll probably have, you know, one team that's a double stack and maybe one team with Lamar to Mark Andrews, one team with Lamar to a shot Bateman. That's definitely the the stack I'm eyeing at this point of the week with Elijah Moore as the run back on a lot of those teams. Mm-hmm. And if you do need somebody at the cheap end, if you want either low ownership or the salary savings or just, you know, somebody different, Evan Ingram, 4,900 bucks and plenty of upside, uh, more, more upside when it's receptions. But obviously if you actually yeah. get those targets, it increases the chances of yardage and score. And he's projected at 0% owned on FanDuel here. Uh, I, I think Kevin went in and changed that one to mess with us. He had to, I don't uh, know. So yeah, Dep- <laughs> <laughs> I think the 1% is more of a trolling number. Yeah, true. Uh, so definitely like Mark Ingram. Um, Two other guys on the cheap end, Gerald Everett, 5,200 bucks, uh, 3% projected ownership. Jared Cook had 150 yards and a touchdown in two meetings with the Raiders last season, and Everett's obviously stepping into Cook's role as the Chargers' lead tight end. So I like Everett's upside in that likely shootout. Then, you know, super deep flyer for, you know, probably bigger tournaments. Mo Alley Cox, 4,800 bucks, you know, t- touchdown scorer. Colts with, you know, one of the highest implied totals of the week. Good price tag. Got nice usage. I mean, I think at least to open the season, Mo Cox is going to be the clear lead tight end for the Colts because Kylan Granson and, and Jelani Woods were disappointing this summer. I don't think either guy is ready. So I think you could get Mo Cox, you know, playing 80% of the snaps for the Colts at least early in the season. And they re-signed him for a good bit of money. It's not like that he's just still there while they wait for other guys to get healthy. They re-signed him. Yep. On defense, Pittsburgh pops in our FanDuel dollars per point projections because they are way cheaper than usual, 3500 bucks. I think that certainly makes them viable. The Bengals matchup is scary, and it certainly might not give you anything, but it's also likely to keep that ownership down. So it's viable. I wouldn't say Pittsburgh's my favorite. I'm leaning toward Miami mm-hmm. at 3800 at home against Mac Jones. Yeah, me too. I like Miami better. I would, yeah, I would never argue against playing a cheap defense in cash. It can definitely work. Pittsburgh would be more of a GPP play for me, though. You know, they still have that strong pass rush. We'll see how much improved the Bengals' O line is, but I do think there's upside to the Steelers in tournaments. But uh, yeah, Miami will be my cash game D at what thirty eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then GPP side, I don't. It doesn't look like there's a chalk defense this week, so I don't think I'm actually doing anything different with defenses between the two formats. Me either. I'm just. I'm more likely to 
pay up. I'm more willing to pay up at least in tournaments. So to me on FanDuel, the Ravens at 4,800 bucks, um, you know, it's the Jets, it's Joe Flacco. They actually just ruled out Dwayne Brown, who was supposed to start at one of the tackle spots for them. So that makes the matchup even better for Baltimore. So I like the Ravens. Um, and on the cheaper side, the Chiefs, um, I've been trying to get myself to play defenses more in like projected shootouts in tournaments. Um, Cause yeah, these, these D's, you know, the Chiefs can give up 24 points, but if you're getting 40 Kyler Murray dropbacks, you know, that's, that's sack upside, that's interception upside. And, you, and yeah, if you're getting turnovers, that increases your chance of getting a defensive touchdown. So I do think like the favorites in these projected shootouts and the Chiefs are, you know, clear favorites in this game. I think they can make for good tournament plays. Yes, I agree. And of course the sack plays and the turnover plays are the ones that produce those fluky touchdowns. So, you know, you want a defense that's not going to give up a lot of points, but you shouldn't, you know, completely avoid a defense just because the opponent is projected for 20 plus. Exactly. Well, that's going to do it for this week's FanDuel show. Head over to DraftSharks.com. You can check out Kevin's articles on playing on FanDuel. Got his top picks for cash games and for tournament teams. Jared's got his articles for the DraftKings play as well. Top picks in both cash and GPP lineups. And you can play with the lineup generator and make your own lineups. Use some of these guys we talked about. Find your own values that maybe we didn't even hit on in the show. It's all there. Varied slates for you to check out. So become a DS Insider so you can make use of all of it. For Jared Smola and the entire Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Shaw saying thanks so much for swimming with us.